0: Prayer, I believe it's very important that you learn to pray the Word of God. Just, just pray scriptures. And in the area of healing, pray, pray. And you've got a pen, write these down. Pray Isaiah 53, 5. It's all about what Jesus died and provided for you. Pray Matthew 8, 17. Pray 1 Peter 2, 24. Every one of those. Just pray those. Say, Father God, I speak this over my life, my body right now. And you watch what God will begin to do. So I just a little highlight there to begin. Again, once you get a Bible, go with me to Genesis 39. That's where we'll receive our size and offerings. A couple announcements real quick. There are fasting guidelines and Bible reading plans. They're out here in the foyer. So just get one of those. It'll help you study the Bible, but also give you some ideas on maybe a fast that would highlight your life right now, where you're at. Also, the Women's Cherish Night is Friday the 12th. Pick up a flyer to register. And then this is a crazy, crazy thought. But the Exo Marriage Retreat starts five weeks from tomorrow, and so I I welcome every one of you to go to that as long as you're married. Okay, if you're not married, we got to get you hooked up. You can't go if you're all shacked up together. Okay, you got to get married. That's what it's a a marriage retreat. I I welcome all ages, though. It's it's one of the highlights of the year, so I want to personally invite you to that. Okay. We go to our tithes and offerings here in Genesis 39, and the Bible's very clear that when it comes to our money, God's desire for us is to be a good steward. The word steward has the meaning, you're an overseer, you're a manager, you don't own it, but you have the authority over it, and so it's kind of like house city. And so I was thinking about this. When me and Shelly were only married a few years, we had an opportunity that came up, and she came home one day and said, Hey, there's these people that are needing someone to house sit for one year. And they lived in a really, really pretty old house, a real prestigious street that we in the city we lived in. And so they went through some applications like, and believe it or not, they said, we want you guys to house sit for for a stinking year. Now I was to manage that house. I was to watch over that house. I could, I could use any bathroom. I could use any shower. I could sleep in any bedroom. Now, let me tell you something about this house. This house was so incredible. It had an elevator in it. And so we're fit for a king. I'm the overseer and I don't own it, but I can have people over. I can watch any TV in there. I can do anything I want and see to a degree. That's exactly what God does with us in the area of stewardship. God says, you're the manager. You're over the seer, but don't ever forget. It's all mine. It's all his. So I'm in Genesis 39. We pick up with a young man named Joseph. Many of you know the story of Joseph His older brothers, they sold him to a man in Egypt named Potiphar. Now watch this. This starts in Genesis 39 verse 3. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Now when I I saw that, it, it says here that his master saw the Lord was with him. What do you think he saw that the Lord was with him? I personally believe he saw a different work ethic. I think he had a spirit of excellence on him. He was punctual. That's a novel idea to be on time. He was productive and he was trustworthy. And his master saw that. Now, do any of those describe me? Am I punctual? Am I on time? Or are you always late to work? Wow, we're starting the new year with a challenge already. Verse 4. So Joseph found favor in his sight and he served him. He served him. Now anytime we serve, we serve as unto the Lord. And every one of us are called in this life to serve. We serve every day at work, but we're called even to serve right here. And I need some of you to step up to the plate and start serving. We are in need. If you've never ran one of these cameras, I was going to say, if I could do it, You could do it, but I I don't do it. But there's so many areas. We need you to get involved in our children's ministries, even if it's a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning. But anyhow, he served. Then he made him, what? Overseer of his house. And all that he had, he put under his authority. It's exactly what God does. This is a model to us. Verse 5. So it was from that time he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and even in the field. Now this is God's desire for every one of us. When we become good stewards of his word, we're overseers. God will begin to bless. God will move in your life. This wasn't just specifically for Joseph. God's desire is for that for every one of us. So, and I challenge you this year. Be a good steward of what God's given you. Learn what the Bible says about money, and you'll begin to live your life where you have more money than you do months. How many of you have ever had more month than money? That's bondage, man. That's, that's the pits. God wants to change that. Let's pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. We, we thank you. Thank you that you grace us in the area of stewardship. And that you enlighten us with your, your anointing, your touch to be overseers. And Lord, I pray that in here right now, that you are moving ones up right here in this sanctuary and on live stream to higher levels of oversight this year. And Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you would grace us that whatever we do in this life, people will see the Lord is with us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Right, Not already. Go with me to 2 Peter chapter 1. Way back there in the New Testament. In the far, far back part. You'll go past Hebrews. You'll go to James. And then if you get to Revelations like me, you've gone too far. So go to 2 Peter. Right there before 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. 2 Peter chapter 1. So when we talk about faith, and we're talking about faith here to start the new year. um, I believe faith needs to be a a way of our life, a rule of our life. In other words, faith is not something we do just hit and miss. Faith isn't something we do on every other day. To live a life of faith, it's a daily deal, day by day by day. Even to highlight that, the apostle Paul said in Romans 1, 17, the just shall live by faith. We'll live by faith. He didn't say we play games with faith. He said we'll live by faith. So this is what I believe the Lord wants to really get into us to start this year right here. To stir up a level of faith maybe that we haven't seen or maybe that's been in maintained mode. Verse number 1. 2 Peter 1 verse 1. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. This just it denotes his reputation and his good standing. He goes on to say, To those who have obtained or received like precious faith with us, they've obtained or received the same faith as us, the same value of faith just like us. How did that happen? By the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he's saying here, we receive this like faith by God through Jesus Christ. And so what I believe he's talking about right here is when we give our heart to Jesus, we give our heart to Jesus by faith. We get born again according to Ephesians 2.8. I'm saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God. So he's writing here to people that are born again that have given their heart to Jesus right off. But we go a little deeper. Now I'm just gonna tell you, this, this entire passage, it's kind of wordy. And I thought, man, Lord, I don't know that I wanna go this much. But man, I couldn't get away from it. This, this whole passage is that powerful. Verse two, grace and peace be multiplied to you. I don't know if that's attractive to any of you. How many in here, grace and peace is really attractive to me right now? I welcome that. And, And notice what he said, grace and peace would be multiplied to you. He didn't say added. He said multiplied. So when I read that, a curiosity jumps on the inside and says, well, how does that happen? Well, keep reading. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. How? In the knowledge of God, And we could go on and say in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so he's saying, the more knowledge I get about who Father God is, and the more knowledge I get with the Lord Jesus, something happens where grace and peace is multiplied to us. So he's saying, my desire is that you get a deeper revelation of who Father God is. So the Greek word for knowledge indicates insight Peter's message is that true knowledge is found in the God of Christ and the scriptures so is there something in there that when i get into the word of god grace and peace are multiplied to me so i believe this is a challenge not to get born again we're already re- or we're already born again according to this if you've given Jesus your heart. So you know what he's telling us in verse 2? God wants this to be a year that we grow in our faith. We grow in our knowledge toward the things of God. I, don't, I just don't maintain. It's the year that I believe he's saying, let's, let's go deeper. Now again, if, if you don't want peace and grace to be multiplied to you, close your ears. But if this is attractive to you, you've got to listen Verse three, as his or by his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, according to this right here, he has given us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. Do you know the Bible is buried treasure? You just got to dig for it. And so if you want to know everything he's given to us that pertains to life and godliness, you got to get into the word this year. Make it a habit to read your Bible. Take notes. He goes on to say that this, this things that he's given us pertaining to life and godliness, look how this happens. Through the knowledge, here it is again, through the knowledge of him, who called us by glory, and the word glory means honor, praise, and virtue. The word virtue means value, it means moral excellency, goodness. And so he's telling us this is how you access all the things he's given us. You gotta get in the Word, and you start believing, you start receiving, you start saying, Father God, I see that in the Word. See, the thing with the power of the Word of God. Anytime you have scripture, you can always tell the enemy it's finished. Because scripture is my title deed. I'd say, this is what the word says. This is what the word says. So what what he's telling us here, you got to base every area of your life on the word of God. Live by the word of God. That's my title deed. That's my proof. Verse 4. By which have been given to us. Now, when it says here, by which has been given to us. That's plural. It's been given to us. Now listen to what's been given to us. Exceedingly great and precious promises. Now if you'll note something there. He didn't say he's just given us promises. He didn't say just precious promises. He didn't just say great and precious promises. He said exceedingly great and precious promises. And he said he's given them To us, to me and you. Now watch what he goes on to say here. That you may be partakers, that you may be a participant of the divine nature. I can become a participant of the divine nature of God. You know what that literally is? That God's DNA within us comes alive. That I'm molded, I'm shaped in the image of God. Here's your good one. Psalms 139 says that God wonderfully and fearfully and skillfully created you. Some of you need to hear those things. Some of them you need to renew your mind to that and say, God didn't make no junk. God made me. I'm not a mistake. Your, your nickname isn't uh-oh. God knew what he was doing. But it's interesting, he says, his divine nature. And so as we end verse 4, he says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So this precious faith and everything he's talking about here, he's given it to us. If you'll notice in verse 3, he's given us all things. In verse 4, the things that have been given to us. And so the things I get, I got to study the scripture. And I step out and I begin to receive it. I believe it. Start, start confessing it. Start speaking that over your life. Do you know if God says you're more than a conqueror? Then you're more than a conqueror. Okay, we go a little deeper. Verse 5. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence. But for this very reason, giving all diligence. Now what does the word diligence say to you? Effort. The word diligence to me says, stay with it. Stick with it. Just day by day by day by day. And and many of you will make or have made New Year's resolutions. And maybe the greatest word to to, to go with your New Year's resolution is diligence. I'm just going to stay with it. And and the word diligence also has the meaning to me is, it may not be easy. But I'm going to be diligent. And so he says, for this very reason giving all diligence, now listen to what he says, add to your faith. He didn't say subtract your faith. He didn't say maintain your faith. He said here, be diligent in 2024 to add to your faith. You know what I think he's telling us? That we need to grow our faith more and more and more this year. That my faith can't be stagnant faith. My faith can't be wavy faith. But I need to add to my faith. So what he's telling us here is you've got to supplement your faith. You've got to maintain your faith. The, The Passion Translation says complement your faith. So you know what I believe he's telling us here? I got to have a maintenance plan for my faith this year. I want to grow my faith this year. And listen to what he says here next. Because in these next, next few verses. And I'm going to go through them pretty quick. He says add to your faith. When he says add to your faith. He's going to give us seven qualities. Or seven characteristics. That we need to add to our faith. Actually. We need to develop these. Now, as I begin to read these, some of these might jump out on you. They jump out at me and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need help in this. I need this developed. So we say, he says, add to your faith virtue. You know what virtue is? Value. It's moral excellency. It's goodness. Don't ever downplay morals, okay? And it's interesting. He said, add to your faith Virtue. Now a thought. Is there areas of my life that my virtue needs to go up? Probably with every one of us. But he says add to this this characteristic. Add to your faith virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. I've got to get knowledge to increase my faith. The only way faith comes is by hearing by hearing by the word of God. So let me ask you do you need your knowledge developed? I do. I need more knowledge. That's two. The third one. Verse six. To knowledge, self-control. Oh my gosh, that's one I'd like to take some white out and mark that one out. Anybody else in here need self-control? Anybody in here you talk before you think? Yeah. Now, what was interesting to me when I began to read these, he said, add to your faith. The area of self-control is an area I add to my faith. I have self-control. To self-control. Perseverance. The word perseverance means patient endurance. Could anybody other than me need to overdose on patience? I need patient endurance. I'm telling you. My wife will tell me when I get behind the steering wheel, I grow horns. Man, I, I just, I, there's days that I'm coming to work. I said, You've got to help me with patience. Help me with patience. It's the only area in my life I think I'm that I'm, I'm in and out of traffic. Woo, woo, woo. Patient endurance. Think of this area. Lord, grace me with patient endurance. Help me, help me to develop. Help me to have some patient endurance this year. And he said, To perseverance, Godliness, to be godly, to be a godly man, to be a godly woman. That's huge in our society to this day. I need some godliness, Lord. And he said, to godliness, brotherly kindness. You know what brotherly kindness is? When I think about other people more than I think about myself. And to brotherly kindness, now this is the last one. Just point blank love. How many of you could have a, a, a love dose just go up? man? I, the love of God. The love of God. The unconditional love of God. So now we go back and we look at these things. He said, add to your faith these seven characteristics. I need something to happen this year. Where I said, Lord, I need your help. Holy Spirit, I need your help to develop these in my life. Why is this so important? Verse 8. For if these things, these qualities are yours, if you possess these. Now notice he said, for if, for if, if if and buts were candy and nuts, what a Merry Christmas we'd have. For if these things are yours and they abound. The word abound means increase. Increase. It doesn't say decrease, he says abound. If these things abound, you will be neither barren, which has the meaning useless, nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if, if I don't abound in these, if I don't grow in these, and I hate the word useless and unfruitful, But I become useless and unfruitful in the knowledge of God. So you're not, your assignment is, start hanging out with God. Start hanging out with the Bible. And that's one of the reasons we have this reading plan. Just to help you read the Bible. And can I help you just a little bit with the Bible? Read the Bible not for for quantity. Read the Bible for quality. In other words, if you only read five verses one day, but you can tell me what you read. How many of you ever read five chapters in the Bible, and after you're done, you think, what the crud did I read? I don't... I've done that. I was a speed reader. It was like it was a race to get finished through the Bible. It's not a race. But start reading the Bible. Start studying the Bible. And the more you get in the Word, God will get into you. Things will start changing. Things will change Read the word and then speak the word. Speak the word. Sometimes we use the word confession. Sometimes the word we use is affirmation. The word affirmation means to affirm. So out of your mouth, start saying like this Father God, you said in 3 John 2 that I, I would prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, I prosper in many as hell as my soul prospers. And so what happens is I start coming in line with the Word of God, and your mouth is so powerful that he said in Proverbs 18, he said, life and death are in the power of your tongue. So all day long, guess what? You're walking around and you're either speaking life or you're speaking death. And so something happens when I speak the word of God. Remember the Lord told Joshua in Joshua one, he said, Joshua, don't let the book, this word of the book of the law depart from your mouth. You gotta get the word, get the word. And, and when you get frustrated about things of life, speak the word, speak the word. See, This is what he's talking about. I gain a knowledge of the Word of God. So the knowledge I gain, I start finding out I can be who God says I can be. I can do what God says I can do. And I can have what God says I can have. How? Because my title deed, the Word of God. Now many of you have heard this before. and I'm just going to jump in here and share this with you. Oh, for a number of years of my life, I struggled with alcohol. Bad, bad. Just Bad. To the point I, I was within a hair of losing my marriage. And so, man, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to lose my marriage. I didn't want to lose my daughter. I didn't want to lose. And so it motivated me. So I started digging in the scripture. And I came across a verse that is very dear to me in Colossians 1, verses 12 and 13. And it says, he's qualified me. Through the Lord Jesus as a partaker of the inheritance in life. Verse 13 says, Who has delivered me from the power of darkness? Who has delivered me from the power of darkness? Now think about the word has. Has means he's already done. Do you know Jesus already did everything he's going to do? He doesn't have to go back to the cross again. He did it once and for all. He paid a price. He has delivered me. So I begin to say this out of my mouth. Father God, according to Colossians 1.13, you've delivered me from the power of alcohol. That was the power. the, The thing that dominated me. You've delivered me from the power of darkness. You've delivered me from alcohol. I'd say it in Jesus' name. I wrote three by six cards. Tape them into the mirror. Put them on my dashboard, and I'd see those things. I'd say, Father God, I thank you. You've delivered me from the power of darkness. Thank you. Alcohol has no dominion over me. And some of you say, did you quit the next day? No, no. You know what had to kick in? That word we talked about already, not the word called diligence. Just stay with it. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. You didn't become an alcoholic in one day. (laughs) It was a process. And so I would get up the next day and I made have a drink. And I know what that's like. When life squeezes you, you're going to turn to something. Well, when life squeezed me, I would turn to alcohol. And I started gaining knowledge of the word of God, though. And my faith was being added. And so God began to work. And so when I would blow it, I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, Father God, I'm sorry again. I repent for giving into that. I ask you to grace me again. And then I would look in the mirror and say, "Woo! he's delivered me from the power of alcohol. In Jesus, he's delivered me. And so this goes on. And this goes on. And before long, if you've ever been dominated by something, anybody in here ever been dominated by something? Some of you are dominated by stuff right now. This is a word to you, okay? I kept speaking it. And I'd go a week without a drink. That was huge. And then before long, I'd fall off the wagon. You know, in, in, in Proverbs 24, it says, A righteous man... He'll fall seven times, but he gets back up. See, the, 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 the problem isn't if you fall, you're probably going to fall. The problem is, do you get back up? That's that diligence. So I'd get back up, and I'd say, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God. And before long, I went a month. And before long, I went a half a year. And before long, I realized I hadn't had a drink. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so when people tell me the Word of God does not work, I say the Word of God works. But the Word of God must become the rhema where you begin to speak that thing out of your mouth and say, I thank you, Father God. According to Colossians 1.13, you've delivered me from the power of darkness. And so it was a four-year process. I pray that not a four-year process for you, but if it is, are you going to stay with it? Am I going to stay diligent? So he says here, Man, don't be unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus. Listen. Listen real close to verse 9. For he who lacks these things. He who lacks these things. What things? All the things we talked about. Faith and the seven characteristics or qualities. Now look what he says. He who lacks these things. He who didn't develop these things, he who didn't maintain, or do a maintenance plan on these things, is short sighted even to blindness. Wow. I'm blind to the truth. Now think about that. Man, if I'm blind right here, I, I could make some of you real nervous right now. If I'm blind, I just, but think about that spiritually. I become blind to the thing spiritually. And that's never his desire. And he said, short-sightedness and blindness. And has forgotten. And has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins by the blood of Jesus. So when you look at what he's talking about here. The believer gives evidence of his salvation by abounding in the moral graces lifted that was listed in verses 5 through 8. And a person who does not grow in these verses may lapse back into his old sin. Have you ever lapsed back into your old sin? I have. But he said, if I don't grow in these virtues... So I believe God's wanting to stir us up this, this entire year. So when you go back and you study all those in verses 5 through verses 8, and ask God to grace you. Grace me with patience, Father God. Grace me with self-control. Actually, a lot of the stuff he is mentioning is the fruit of the Spirit, which is found in Galatians 5, 23. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, self-control, goodness, kindness, gentleness, meekness. The fruit of the Spirit. You know what that means? It's only the fruit that the Holy Spirit can begin to move on the inside of you. So you know what that means? Holy Spirit, I welcome. Start developing that fruit. Develop that fruit. And you know what's going to start happening? When you're driving to work and trying to get on the loop, and you're going to start hearing patience, self-control. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Have you done that? Yeah, I'm like. But I don't be one of these that he's talking about. I don't want to be blinded. I don't want to be short-sighted. I believe this year that God's wanting to do stuff within us to begin to extend our faith like never before. Just stand up here. Wow, I didn't get very far tonight. I'm telling you guys too many stories. I had a person say to me one day when I'd spoken about all my past, and they're like, how are you a preacher? Said the grace of God. I said, I'm saved by grace through faith. I'm a sinner just like everybody else. I got a past. I got a pretty good past. Now, my mom and dad are over here. Don't ask them questions. They'll tell you stuff, stories that you've never heard before. God still sets people free, guys. God, God's word won't come back void. Some of you this year, why don't you bow your head with me. Let's just pray this. Right? Father God, we ask for just, just a Holy Spirit grace on diligence, Lord. And Father God, the things in every one of our hearts that needed to be developed right now. Holy Spirit, we ask you to go to work. Begin to mold us and shape us into your your DNA, Father God. And help us. Help us to grow in all the categories that were listed tonight. Help us be men and women of of faith. And this this would be a year, Father God, that we would see things in our life come alive through the word of God. And you get all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.